The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Modern Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. I'm so glad you're here. I manifested my way all the way to HDTV, and now I help you design the life you deserve through simple and practical Feng Shui manifesting methods. It's time to reimagine a brand new way of making money and bringing in prosperity in a way that is easy, joyful, and feels in flow. Get ready to take inspired action after you listen. Are you ready to design the life you deserve? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Modern Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. I am so glad you are here. And today's topic is a juicy one. I'm not going to lie. It's super personal. And it's also so foundational in manifesting with feng shui. Today, we're talking about the topic. I'd been absorbing other people's shit for years. Here's how I healed. And even though this sounds like a very personal story, which it is, and I'll share a little bit in just a moment, it's also in highest service for you. Because it's always my intention that you can see a little bit of yourself in my story and in my experiences. And based on the reviews that you've been leaving for the show, based on the DMs that you send me on Instagram, I know that you are seeing yourself in the personal stories that I'm sharing. And for the most part, feng shui is what has helped me through some of the most difficult and challenging times of my life. And it's also helped me to heal. The first 27 years of my life, I had been absorbing other people's shit and I had no idea. I was what you might call an unaware empath. Um, I did not realize that other people's energy was influencing my energy. I was taking in all of the people's emotions around me for so many years. 
And almost to the point of I was so sensitive, I almost could take on their thought patterns. And it got to a point in my life, especially this might happen to you like in early childhood, you have a hard time deciphering what you're feeling and then versus what your parents are thinking or feeling and what those closest to you are thinking or feeling. Want to fearlessly explore your creative spirit? Join artist Susie K. Edwards for Path of the Butterfly, a weekend workshop at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26. Experiment with a variety of art forms, engage in mindfulness, walking, and silent meditation, and discover a new and free-flowing creative vision. This workshop is for beginners and professional artists. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Children are like sponges, and they're just absorbing the world around them and learning from other people's actions and behaviors. And so when I realized that I was an empath and I could sense other people's emotions and I could absorb other people's emotions if I wasn't careful, I became so much more empowered. So I was very surprised when I discovered feng shui and discovered that piece of information about myself, because usually when you think about feng shui, you think about how your environment is influencing you. And in fact, there's other things that influence us. So this is all to say, let's look at it from the lens of there are three different types of energy that we really respect in feng shui and that we follow in feng shui. And each of those different types of energy can help us to navigate the world in such a more empowered and peaceful and productive way. So um, the first type of energy that we work with in feng shui is that personal energy, which is what I was just talking about, about how I was just absorbing people's thoughts, feelings, emotions, because I had no idea that I was just so... Like such as I was a sponge, even in my twenties, do you know what I'm saying? So I'm still a sponge, but now I know how to protect my personal energy. And I'm going to share with you a couple tips that will help you to hopefully protect your personal energy. First and foremost, one of the easiest ways to protect your energy from other people is through, you know, wearing a crystal or holding a crystal or ladies putting it in your bra. And at the end of the day, wash it with cold water and some Dawn dish soap, thank the crystal for protecting you. And, and, or you can just place that crystal by a selenite wand, S-E-L-N-I-T-E, selenite wand. And a selenite wand will clear the energy from the day. And then lather, rinse, repeat. You wear a crystal every day to protect you. And you set your intention that that crystal is going to protect your personal energy. Another way to protect your personal energy is simply by calling in your angels, your guides of the highest truth and compassion and asking them to put an energetic shield or bubble around you that only love and light can come in. 
And what actually ends up happening is you walk through the day and as you walk through the day and you encounter different people, it's not that other people have quote unquote bad energy. It's just that they are dealing with things outside of your control and they, everyone else has different energy. So what ends up happening is when you get into an auric field with someone, your energies are interacting with each other. And that energetic field that you have around you, that you asked your angels and guides to give you for protection, it starts to sort of deplete. So you need to, throughout the day, maybe around lunchtime, ask your Archangel Michael, who is also in the Bible, and this is not a religious you know, podcast, and this is for all denominations. Feng Shui is not a religion none of it. So you can always take or leave what doesn't resonate. Okay. But, um, basically what you can do is ask Archangel Michael to clear your auric field, clear, cleanse, and transmute your energy, and then place that shield back around you. Or just ask, you know, you know, the universe, God, whoever it is you believe in to clear your energy and then to put that energetic shield around you. Carrying a crystal and putting an energetic bubble around you is so simple and yet it's so profound. It is life changing. And so I wish this for you that if you feel that this is something that could empower you to move throughout your day so that you're not absorbing other people's energy. Um, I hope that you can take that with you today because for me, it was a huge, to be able to create these energetic boundaries in my life, even with the ones I love the most, it was powerful because again, other people don't necessarily have bad energy, but it's important to be able to stand in your own energy. The second type of energy that we work with in feng shui, which is probably what you're more familiar with, is environmental energy. And I wanted to share with you today how, you know, I was always really sensitive to my immediate surroundings, but I was unaware of how much I was being influenced and impacted by my surroundings. And so, you know, when I was growing up, I have this very vivid memory of we lived in a split level home, which now as a feng shui practitioner, I realize a split level home is like chaotic in nature because the energy doesn't know where to go. So you can do and you need to do different feng shui adjustments to help guide the energy so that it flows more evenly throughout your home and throughout your life. Well, of course, I grew up in like, there's so many things about my childhood home that as a feng shui practitioner, now I look back and I go, oh, that's why my parents got divorced or, oh, that's why we struggled with money growing up. Or, I mean, I could literally pinpoint the different things. Like we had our family photo above the fireplace, which is a huge no-no in feng shui because the fireplace burns up whatever is above it. And so when you place family photos above the fireplace, it's burning the energy of the relationships. We had a missing piece in the wealth area of our, my childhood home. My parents built an addition to the back of the house and it created a missing piece in wealth. And so of course, 
you know, I wasn't practicing feng shui when I was 10 years old. And so it was just one of those things that now that I look back as an adult, I can, that practices feng shui, I can see why we struggled the way that we did in certain areas of our lives. And then finally, what I'll say is that when you added the digits of our address to my childhood home, it added up to a number four. Well, the number four sounds like death in Chinese. So even though the number four activates the wealth area, it sounds like death in Chinese. So in the Eastern culture, if you live in a four house, through feng shui, you energetically change that the number of the home to be a different number, a more auspicious number. And if you ever want to know how to do that, we do focus on that inside of my 12-month manifesting journey. We talk about what your house number is, what it represents, and how you can change the number if you want to, and especially if you live in a four house. And of course, if you're my one-on-one -on -one client, you get a one-on-one -on -one consultation. If you live in a four house, we always address it. But the thing about the four is it brings up a lot of family issues. So in a four house, you're going to be dealing with, you know, how do you resolve family trauma and also like ancestral limitations that you have adopted. It's like very much a house like that. There's a lot of strict rules and boundaries in a four house, or sometimes it's just pure, purely um, either chaotic or there's a lot of just like deep healing that needs to happen in a four house. I'm sorry. I just, I'm not like, I'm not apologizing for sharing this, but I don't want to like create any fear if you have a four house and you add up the digits of your home and you're like, oh no, I live in a four house. What am I going to do? There's always a cure in feng shui. Um, it's just that, you know, kind of back to the topic, I'd been absorbing other people's shit for years and here's how I healed. Well, what I can honestly say is that because I discovered feng shui and because hindsight's 2020, I can look back on my childhood home that I lived in until I was 18 years old and I can go, oh, that's why I had certain challenges in my life. And that was alone very healing for me. And, you know, <laughs> As I, I share these stories with you and these personal stories of how I grew up and the challenges that I faced, my goal with, and my intention with this particular episode is to share my truth and teach you and empower you how to embrace and address the three different types of energy and feng shui. So we already talked about how personal energy is something that we pay attention to in feng shui and how to protect your personal energy. Now we're talking about environmental energy and how to protect yourself. So as I was sharing, I grew up in a split level home. My environment was very much impacting me as I was growing up, but I didn't realize it. And um, I have a very vivid memory of standing at the top of the stairs in the, we, I was in my kitchen and then you looked down and there was the living room on the bottom floor. And I remember my siblings had like toys all over the floor. My parents weren't home and we probably had like a babysitter or something. And it was probably, I probably had cabin fever. We were probably like inside all the time. And I just remember seeing 
all the toys everywhere. And I was so overwhelmed by what I now look back on. And I'm like, I felt like it was so much clutter and there was just so much energy and so much going on. And I just remember saying like, everyone, you need to clean up this mess. And I was just like totally freaking out on them because I'm like, we need to clean the house. I can't have this clutter everywhere. And I was, you know, pretty young. I mean, 9, 10, 11 years old when, I, when this happened, maybe even younger. Um, but I'm sharing this to let you know that like, okay, we can't have perfect surroundings. And to be honest, like having completely perfect no clutter, everything is stark. That's that's not the goal of feng shui. Like you don't need to live in a model home by any means. However, just be aware that your immediate surroundings do make a difference. And so we can take this story from my childhood and look at it through adult lenses now and just remember, like, if you are feeling overwhelmed in your life, where can you sort of just organize? <laughs> Is it the kitchen that needs to be just organized a little bit, picked up, cleaned up? You know, it's not a total weight. It's actually a really good use of your time, energy, and effort to clean the kitchen or pick up your bedroom or even tidy up your home office space or your workspace. Tidying up your space tidies up and relieves some clutter from your mind. So it's kind of like this reciprocal relationship that we have with our environment. Sometimes the chaos and the stress that's going on in our mind manifests into clutter and chaos in our environment and then vice versa. Sometimes our environment and the chaos around us in our environment can cause us to feel cluttered in our mind. So either way you look at it, when we clear our space in our actual environment, it's a tangible, actionable thing that we can do that's going to relieve some stress, relieve some anxiety. So I highly recommend keeping your environment tidy because it will help you with your mind and also just your emotional your emotional regulation and your spiritual, the way you feel in your heart, mind, body, and soul. All right. The third and final type of energy that we work with in feng shui is the universal energy. So that means we pay attention to like when it's mercury retrograde or what moon phase we're in. It's, we're really big in feng shui on looking at like if you're in the new moon or the full moon. And the new moon is an auspicious time to go within and plant seeds of intention, whereas the full moon is a great time to take action. I'm telling you, this was probably the this third type of energy was probably the last type of energy that I truly started to embrace in my feng shui practice. And it's been such a life changer for me. And it's something that I really try to guide you through in the 12 month manifesting journey, because I truly believe that when we are aware of the universal energy, the moon phases, the Mercury retrograde, the Venus retrograde, North node, South node, like all like of our astrology, like that's part of that universal energy. When we're really aware of that, 
it's a game changer because then you can start to go with the flow instead of swimming against the current of life. And really the only thing I would say as far as like a personal story for this is that I would, I'm an Aries moon, which is a, you know, if you know anything about Aries, there it's a fire sign. It's a very active yang sign. So the fiery Aries moon is all about taking action. And I was also born during a full moon. And again, the full moon is a time to take action. And we have one full moon each month, unless it's a blue moon and you have two in one month. But um, the point is, you know, you want to take action when you have that fiery full moon energy. But I got... I have gotten burnt out quite a bit in my career, just in my life in general, because I'm pushing so hard um, and I love to work and I love to, I don't want to say hustle, but I do like, I'm a go-getter. I'm a very action oriented person. I'm very ambitious, goal-driven, and I feel good when I'm success, like also I'm a human design projector and our love language is success. Like if we are in our prime and we're in our light, we are feeling successful. Um, so it's very tempting to want to be 24 seven hustle, grind and all of that. However, nature doesn't always blossom and nature isn't always sunny we have day and we have night. We have winter and summer. So we have, or summer and winter, however you want to look at it, nature rests and we really need to embrace the universal energy. And so like Mercury retrogrades happen about three times a year. And they, Mercury retrograde has this really bad rap for Oh, it's Mercury retrograde. All the transportation is going to be crazy. And oh, we're not going to be able to communicate because all the internet's going to be slow. And in some cases, that's true. And Mercury retrograde is a great time to slow down in general. It's a time to re-review the progress you've made, reimagine your next steps, rebrand redo something that maybe needed to be touched up. It's a time to finish projects versus start new ones. And to be honest, we all need that part of the cycle. You know, like we can't always be starting new projects. There needs to be a time to finish the projects. So again, that universal energy piece is another part of feng shui that. I sort of like caught on late to the game, but it's like we all have our own learning curves. And I think for I was I was always really interested in astrology. So I think intuitively I've always been pretty aware of the universal energy, but I never tied it directly to feng shui until like probably the past five years where I was like, oh yeah, like this is feng shui when we pay attention to the moon phases and things like that. And you know, my teacher, Lori Polly, who started the Feng Shui School of Chicago, any workshops I ever go to with her, she'd always talk about what moon phase we were in and if there's Mercury retrograde, but it just never, it didn't click with me right away that like she was sharing that because it's so pertinent to 
just feng shui and just how we live our lives. So just as a quick review, you know, the topic today was I'd been absorbing other people's shit for years. Here's how I healed. (laughs) And I truly have healed. I mean, healing is always a process. I am still healing. But the fact that I can have these conversations with you now so openly shows that I just have done a lot of a lot of healing around these topics. Um, And truly, through my feng shui practice, I have found so much empowerment and healing. And so I pay attention to protecting my personal energy. I tend to my environment because I know that's also influencing the environmental energy is also influencing me. And then finally, I pay attention to the universal energy because I know it's also influencing me. And I just want to say one more thing about personal energy before we go. So um, kind of bringing it full circle, we started talking about personal energy. Let's finish talking about it. Um, In feng shui, one thing that I learned once I started to get my certification over 10 years ago now I, that was when I first started to do meditation. So I don't think a lot of people know this, but meditation and balancing your your personal energy through meditation is a really big part of feng shui. So again, most people think about feng shui is all about moving the furniture around and like hanging pictures and different things, but it's really so much more than your environment In feng shui, Professor Lin Yun, who brought the BTB school to the United States in the 1980s, he was all about guided meditations. And he even said, you can move your furniture around, but unless you balance your personal energy, you will not find success. Or I would like to say he would say something like, you will not find as much success because I believe you can kind of be, you can kind of be like out of alignment and move your things around and things will still fall into place for you. I truly believe that your environment is that powerful and manifesting with feng shui in your environment is super powerful. But I think the next level of that is also balancing your personal energy so that you can become a magnet for what you desire. So in the traditional feng shui practices, there are a lot of chants and different meditations to help clear your aura and your personal energy through like visualization techniques. And so what I've done as a feng shui practitioner and teacher is I include like guided meditations in all of my programs now. So you can literally, you know, listen to a meditation and visualize, you know, just visualizing what you desire and visualizing the clearing energy in your home and in your personal, in your body. Visualization is the most powerful manifesting tool. And playing a guided meditation in your ears, closing your eyes and getting still will help you to balance your personal energy. And through balancing that personal energy, you truly do become a magnet for what you desire. And I think that this is a really profound thing 
you know, professor said that visualization is one of the greatest ways to manifest what you desire. And then as a Gabby Bernstein miracle member, Gabby Bernstein is one of my spiritual teachers. I've been working with her for now over five years in her programs, like her miracle membership. And I'm also a certified Gabby Bernstein spirit junkie. And even Gabby Bernstein, who is one of Oprah's new thought leaders has said, visualization is the key to manifestation. And as Dr. Wayne Dyer would say, you have to believe it in order to see it. It's kind of along those lines. Like you have to be able to see your and visualize what it is you desire in order to really step into that. So I feel like saying that's my TED talk for today because I kind of just dropped a whole lot on you, but I hope that um, you found something that really resonates with you. Hopefully something that you can try today that feels empowering. Um, if you get my free feng shui mini course at the link in the show notes or go to my Instagram page, it's there too, in the link in the bio, my free manifesting with feng shui mini course includes a guided meditation. So you can try that. And then of course you are invited to join the 12 month manifesting journey with me. And I include guided meditations throughout the journey from some of the most impressive and amazing new thought leaders of our time, um, including David G, who is a best-selling author with Hay House. He's a master of meditation. He donated a couple of incredible um, meditations to the program. I also have Gabrielle Forleo, who worked with Deepak Chopra for over, over 17 years. She is my personal um, business mentor. She has some manifesting me meditations in my 12-month manifesting journey. And that's what I will say about the program. Like the 12 month manifesting journey was such a beautiful manifestation for me to give to you because it's not just a course with a bunch of information. You are going to be able to feng shui your entire home because we go through all nine areas of life, but it's not just about applying the feng shui principles to your environment we take you through all the pieces of feng shui, including I help you to balance your personal energy and to protect your personal energy. And that is huge to go through life, feeling grounded, feeling connected and feeling present and joyful in the moment is such a gift. And it's a gift that all of my members will talk about it's probably not necessarily something I'm posting about on Instagram as much because I know it's so much easier to look at all the money wins and all the things, all the sparkly things that people have manifested in the 12 month manifesting journey. But I would say that another side effect of the 12 month manifesting journey, aside from manifesting money and jobs and relationships is truly that deep inner peace and inner that, that wisdom that you can then carry with you for the rest of your life. So, you know, you don't have to practice feng shui like I do, like for the rest of your life, but I will say I got hooked about 10 years ago and I don't see myself turning back. So I hope you enjoyed today's episode of modern feng shui with Christina Hollinger. This episode was called I'd been absorbing other people's shit for years. Here's how I healed. I hope something is going to help you with your healing 
something that you heard today, let me know by leaving a review. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, I am giving away a pair of Apple AirPods or a manifesting swag bag, your choice. And I'm doing that at the end of February. So you still have time to leave your review and be a winner. If you're listening to this after the fact, I still appreciate your reviews. I'm doing this for you. So it's really important for me to hear from you. Thank you so much. And I will see you next time where I'll help you design the life you deserve. That's all for today's episode of Modern Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. Thank you so much for being here. If you like this show, please leave a review and tell a friend. You can submit any questions about manifesting with feng shui at mindbodyspirit.fm and I'll answer them here on the show. Don't forget to grab your free manifesting with feng shui mini course at the link in the show notes. See you next time where I'll help you design the life you deserve. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.